0: And I really hate to tell you this, but yes, it is your own damn fault that you are stuck. Hello, hello. Hola, and what's up? Welcome and welcome back to the Hope Chase podcast. I am Angie and I am your host. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode 21. So grab a coffee, a tea, a snack and turn your volume up because for the next half an hour or so, I'm going to be talking about three things that you need to stop doing and start doing today in order to break that cycle of negativity, in order to unstick yourself, unstuck yourself, unstick whatever if you're feeling stuck (laughs) these are three things to stop and start doing in your journey of whatever it is you're trying to do with your life you need to stop and start doing these three things and also stick around to the end because i'm going to be telling you the oh so heartwarming story (laughs) of how My perfect puppy child, India, came into my life. If this is the first episode of the Hope Chase podcast you are listening to, welcome to the Hope Chase. Thank you so much for joining. Who the hell am I? I am Angie, and I was a dope fiend, junkie, heroin addict for almost 20 years of my life, from the age of 23 to 40. I was a severe heroin addict and I have been through some shit, <laughs> to say the least. And the past four plus years, I have been on this healing and recovery journey. And now I have a podcast and we talk all about it. So, welcome and thank you so much for listening. I received a message. Last week from someone who asked me how they could possibly break free from the negativity, from the dysfunctional cycle that they found themselves in. When I went to answer that message, three things popped into my brain, and then I thought, well, this is a great idea to do a whole podcast about, so this is what we're talking about today how you can break free from this feeling of being stuck, this cycle of negativity that oftentimes we, as drug addicts or alcoholics, or even if you do not suffer from addiction, if you're in a funk, if you're depressed, if you have mental health issues, that cycle of feeling like you just can't unstick yourself, (laughs) Well, hoping that these three things are going to help you do just that. Now, the first thing that I'm going to talk about, most people are not going to like it. (laughs) Most people are probably going to feel offended. You're probably going to want to defend yourself against this. But I beg you to just hear me out and understand that I'm not attacking you. Don't take this personally. This is something that we all do, okay? Okay. Number one, the first thing that you need to stop doing and ultimately start doing in order to break free and unstick yourself is to stop blaming everything and everyone else in your life. Stop playing the victim Start owning your shit and accepting your role in everything. Accept your role in your own misery. Back in 2021, I've talked about this in other episodes, the realization that I had that kind of catapulted this whole healing and recovery journey of mine. And this realization, this thought, was that I was choosing to stay miserable. It was my own fault that I was continuing to stay miserable. This felt almost groundbreaking for me to realize because it was in that moment that I also realized that Not only was I choosing to stay miserable, that meant I could also choose to feel something else. Because what we tend to do is we tend to blame everything and everyone around us. You are not the only one. Everybody does this. Anytime something big or small happens, we tend to blame an outside source for the way that we feel. For example, you're on your way to work and you're running late and you get on the highway and Oh shit, there's traffic. Now, what I used to do is bitch and complain and all of a sudden be in a bad mood because there was traffic. And then ultimately I would blame the traffic because I was late when in reality it's, my own damn fault. If I hadn't been late and left late, I wouldn't have been late. Whether or not there was traffic, I should have left earlier and taken responsibility for that. Or something big happens, say something traumatic happens, and ultimately we find ourselves, like I was, completely and utterly broken, depressed, suicidal, We oftentimes blame that event. Which I do admit, I'm not saying it's our own fault when something tragic happens in our lives. What I'm saying is it's our own fault for staying in that feeling of absolute misery. I mean, I have a ton of shit to blame. (laughs) You're talking to the wrong person if you're trying to get out of this one, let me tell you. Because I could sit here and blame the fact that my parents died. I could blame the abuse I went through. I could blame my quote unquote brother who put me through hell when my parents died and ostracized me. And so I couldn't say goodbye to them. I could sit here and blame everything and everyone for the misery that I felt I have a lot of things (laughs) take your pick you I could sit here and blame any one of them but that does absolutely fucking nothing and the truth is if you're ready to hear it is that nothing happens without your own permission now again I'm not talking about the original occurrence of a big traumatic event I understand things happen, shit happens without our permission. A lot of times in a traumatic event, somebody does something to us. A lot of times we won't have control over that. However, the situations we find ourselves in, they don't happen without our own permission. There's no feelings. There's no thoughts. There are no behaviors that are anyone else's fault, but our own. And I really hate to tell you this, but yes, it is your own damn fault that you are stuck. Now, before you get mad at me and send me a bunch of messages telling me how wrong I am, let me say this. When you realize and accept your role, stop blaming everyone else is what you need to stop doing. And what you need to start doing is taking responsibility and accepting your role in this negativity, in this cycle, in your misery. It's also kind of empowering. Because when we blame outside sources, when we blame everything and everyone else, it gives the power outside of us. It hands that power over to something or someone else. But when we accept the fact that it's our own fault, It ultimately means that we also have the power to change it. We have the power to change that feeling, those behaviors, those thoughts. And that's a good thing, right? Another example is my addiction. I was so incredibly miserable, crying in despair, begging for a way out. But in reality, I didn't really want to do anything about it. I didn't want to change. I was comfortable in that misery. I stayed miserable on purpose because it was comfortable. And a lot of us stay in miserable situations, in bad situations, because it becomes comfortable. And whose fault is that? It is your own fault, when in reality, we have the power to change it. We have the power to change that situation. We have the power to choose to feel something else, but a lot of times it feels too scary. We are too miserable. We are too comfortable in whatever situation it is, so instead, we choose to just stay because it's the easy way out. So I'm asking you to stop blaming everyone else, start accepting your role in your own misery, and to choose the hard way, because the easy way sucks. We've done the easy way. The easy way does not get any better. The easy way just proves to be the same shit over and over and over and over again. But if you really want to change, you have to choose the hard way, because the hard way yields the best fucking results, I promise you. Now, the second thing to stop and start doing in order to unstick yourself or break this annoying cycle is to stop questioning everything and start trusting, start believing and trusting and having faith that everything will in fact be okay. Because when we constantly question everything, constantly doubting the outcome of any situation, we will always get what we're scared of. We will always get that result that we are scared of. Back when I was using, I would forever expect the worst to happen. And guess what? (laughs) The worst would always fucking happen. Now it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Is it my fault that the worst happened because I was expecting it or did the worst happen? And then as a result, I would expect the worst to happen in every situation. Well, you know what? You can ask yourself that over and over and over again. But what I do know (laughs) is that when we think the worst is going to happen, when we question the outcome of everything and we ask, what if, what if, what if, and drive ourselves fucking bananas, expecting the worst, the worst is always gonna happen. You are always going to get what you're scared of. You're always gonna get the negative outcome. You're always gonna get the bad results because you're thinking that's what's going to happen. And you're putting that vibe out into the world. You're putting that vibe, you are expecting it, you are almost telling your future. what to do when you think like that. Again, everybody does this. You are not the only one. <laughs> everybody does this. But I'm going to take a shot in the dark here and guess that anytime something comes up and you need to make a decision, let's say, oh, go to detox. Oh, go to a program. Oh, apply to a job. Do anything, make a decision. I'm going to guess that you think the worst. I'm going to guess that you think, well, what if this happens? Well, I could go to detox today. This, they said this bed's open, but what if this happens while I'm gone? Well, who's going to do this while I'm gone? Well, what if that happens? What, what's going to happen if I go? Well, let me tell you, (laughs) nothing's going to happen. You're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. The world is not going to end if you make that decision. Stop expecting the worst. Stop asking yourself, what if the negative happens? Because I promise you, when you're expecting it, it will happen. So instead, we need to start trusting that it will be okay. Use your past as an example. Use my past as an example. (laughs) Seriously, use me. Use my experiences. Well, if Angie could do it, I mean, I can for sure do it. Well, if she survived, she did this. Nothing bad happened when she did this. Trust that it's going to be okay. All the shit that I've been through and it's all been okay in the end. I'm gonna lean towards the fact that, you know what? It always will be. And you can trust that too. I had to teach myself. I had to practice. This does not happen overnight. I promise you, it takes work. But if you really want to change this cycle and unstick yourself, you will do this. All I had to do was to practice thinking well, what if the best outcome happened? What if instead of the worst, the absolute best happened? Because you know what? There's an equal chance for the best to happen. I'll give you an example. Last year around this time, I was living in a different apartment and I wasn't hundred percent happy there. I didn't have certain things. I was paying for things that I really didn't have. I wasn't 100% happy with the area. I found another place. But the other place that I found was only supposed to be temporary. It was only supposed to be for three months, right? But this other place was cheaper. And it also had the things that I didn't have. So not only would I be saving money... But I would also have, let's say, a TV, right, and kitchen. It had a full kitchen. And I was like, this, this, I have to take this apartment. But again, it was only supposed to be for three months. And when those three months were to be over, it was going to be right smack dab in the middle of high season here on the island, which means rents always go up, skyrocket, So the decision I had to make was to stay in the place that I wasn't 100% happy or to take the risk, take this other place that was cheaper, but it was only going to be for three months, and take the risk that I'd be looking for another place three months down the line. I asked a couple people for their opinion, and every single person told me not to take the new place and to stay where I was out of fear that I wasn't gonna be able to find something else three months down the line. Essentially, what people were telling me was to stay unhappy out of fear that I wasn't gonna be able to find another place three months down the line. I couldn't believe my ears. I was like, holy shit. Now, side note, this is why I don't talk to people (laughs) because the people that I used to talk to are like this. And I literally said to these people, that's not how I'm trying to live my life today. I'm not trying to live in fear anymore. So I, I took the risk and I said, fuck it. You know what? I feel like this is the right thing to do. And what if the best thing happens? What if I take this place and something better comes along? I took the risk and I moved and I took that cheaper place with the more things. And when the three months came up, the landlord of the house said, hey, Ange, there's another room opening up in the back at the same price. When the three months is up, do you want to take that one? And I thought... Thank you, fucking universe. Abso-fucking-lutely I want to take that apartment (laughs) because it's the same price in the middle of high season, right? So it's nearly impossible to find a place at this price in the middle of high season. Also, I wouldn't have to really move because it was in the same fucking house. So taking that risk and asking myself, what if the absolute best happened? and not living in the fear of what if the worst happened, actually ended up with the best outcome. And I promise you that if I stayed in that other place and I stayed in that unhappy situation, it would have only gotten worse. It ended up working out perfectly. I am still in that same place today, a year later, And I couldn't be more happy about it. All because I took that risk and I didn't live in fear of what if the worst happened. I asked myself the opposite and what if the best thing happened? And you know what? That's what happened. (laughs) So I am asking you to stop questioning, stop doubting, stop expecting bad things to happen and start trusting That, you know what, as long as you keep doing what makes you feel good, as long as you keep expecting good things to happen, that's what will happen. As long as you continue to trust that it will be okay, because it always has been, right? When we look back and look at situations that we thought we could never live through, And we thought it was never gonna be okay ever again. And guess what? It has always been okay in the end. So please, the second thing I'm asking you to do to unstick yourself is to stop questioning and start trusting because it certainly has changed a shit ton for me. And the third thing, that i'm saying to stop doing and start doing in order to unstick yourself from this annoying cycle of negativity is stop asking why me stop the pity party stop feeling sorry for yourself okay <laughs> just stop doing it it's annoying and start accepting that life is just not fair sometimes life Sucks sometimes. Shit happens and it sucks, but you know what? We all have to deal with it. Asking ourselves, why me? Why is this always happening to me? Why does life hate me so much? Doing that doesn't help anything. It only prolongs our fucking misery. It only exacerbates that fucking cycle. Like the definition of insanity, banging your head up against the wall. Doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results, right? But as soon as we start to just accept that bad shit just happens sometimes. Life is life. Life is never going to be perfect for anyone. Shit happens, and it sucks sometimes. This one was huge for me. I used to constantly question, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why does this shit happen to me all the fucking time? Whether it be my car breaking down or the infections I was getting, numerous, multiple abscesses at a time, hospitalizations. I have endless examples (laughs) of situations I would ask, why me? My parents dying. I I just lived a life full of heroin addiction, and now both of my parents died. Why is this happening to me? Well, you know what? I cannot answer that question. Nobody can answer that question, but I guarantee you asking that question is getting you absolutely fucking nowhere because I am your proof that shit just happens sometimes. Life sucks sometimes, and there's absolutely nothing that we can do about it, but accept it and just move on. When we get stuck in these pity parties, you're leaving absolutely no room for any growth, any healing, any recovery to even occur because life isn't happening to you. Shit's not happening to you. Believe it or not, things are happening for you. I had to be knocked down 957 times, apparently, before I finally got the fucking clue and realized that I had to do something to change myself. But you know what? Take it from me. Learn from my mistakes. You don't have to get knocked down as many times as I have. Just get up, dust yourself off, move on, feel whatever the fuck you have to feel, and move on. Take the lesson, because everything happens for a reason. Everything. Now, after 957 times, I finally got, <laughs> finally got the lesson, but I'm saying it's going to keep happening over and over and over again until you finally realize, okay, you know what? I just got ha- to take it for what it is. I got to learn from it. I got to accept it and move the fuck on. And life isn't out to get you. I promise. <laughs> Things are not happening to you on purpose. There is no vendetta against you. I guarantee it, even though I myself thought the same so many times. It's not the case. It's not true. So please try to stop thinking that way. For me, after going through so many fucking things that just brought me to my knees, and then I just kept going like, living the same way, like nothing had just happened, and not doing anything about my situation or changing anything, that shit just kept happening. And now I look back and realize, oh, okay, I see what was happening. (laughs) I see that, you know, I was being brought down. I was being knocked the fuck over for a reason. I was supposed to realize this a long time ago (laughs) when, no, not really. I was supposed to realize it when I realized it. Everything happens for a reason. You're exactly where you're supposed to be at all times. So please just stop the pity parties. There's a reason behind all of it. You don't necessarily have to know what it is, but just know that it's not personal and chances are, there's something that has to be changed within yourself. And until you realize and actually change whatever it is, that shit's probably going to keep happening until you do realize. Take it from me. <laughs> Please don't make the same mistakes I did. So, these are the three things that I am suggesting. You stop and start doing in order to break free, to unstick yourself from that cycle of negativity that just seems to be never ending. Doing these three things will certainly fucking help. And it's all really just about learning how to think in a more positive mindset in order to Break free from that negativity. It all starts with your thinking. So that's it. That's all I have to say about this topic. But before I end the podcast, somebody sent me a message this week asking for me to share the story of how my perfect puppy child, India, came into my life. And I am not going to avoid any opportunity to talk about my child. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be clear. Back in 2021, after doing this work on myself and healing and actually recovering for several months, I was sitting at the beach one day and I saw someone who had a dog with them. And I just realized that anytime I see a dog or an animal or especially actually a dog, I smile ear to ear and I used to have a dog when I was in college, my mom and I got a dog, a Visla and her name was Stoli. Yes, I did name her and she was fucking great, but I never got to see her because well, I did raise her for the first three or four months I trained her and all those things, but I ended up going to college soon after. And then ended up becoming a dope fiend soon after that. So I really didn't get to spend a lot of time with Stoli. When I saw that dog at the beach and realized I was uncontrollably smiling, it dawned on me. I can't wait to get another dog. I want to get a dog. At that time, though, I had been staying with a friend because I was essentially homeless, did not not have a place to stay. So, when I found another place soon after that, the thought again came into my head. And there is a shelter on the island that's called Isla Animals, and they take in a lot of the stranded puppy litters and dogs on the island. So, it's a really great place. They have tons of puppies available for adoption. And, literally, like all other decisions, big decisions in my life, I just knew that it was supposed to happen. I knew that getting a puppy was what I was supposed to do at that time. It literally all happened within a few weeks. I messaged the shelter, asked them for, you know, all of their available puppies. If they did have available puppies, I went to visit the shelter maybe a week later. And you know how they say that the right puppy for you will choose you. Well, I had visited the shelter several days in a row the original message i got from them had pictures of all the available puppies and i had kind of picked one out based on the picture and it was this small little brown puppy with blue eyes and it was just so fucking cute there was like three of them to a litter and originally i wanted to take one of those puppies home with me but when i visited the shelter they were absolutely terrified of me (laughs) And they didn't really like me as much as I liked them. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of took this personally and was like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck? This puppy doesn't even like me. How can I take it home? When in reality, they were just scared of everybody. But you know how we are. We take everything so personally. And so after a couple days, a new litter came into the shelter and I saw India for the first time, which wasn't her name actually at the time. She didn't have a name. Her name was no name. (laughs) I originally saw her and her sisters or her siblings, the litter, and they were big. They were big puppies. I mean, tiny puppies, but their paws were big. And I thought immediately I couldn't have a big dog because the apartments here are incredibly small. It's just one room. And I didn't think it was possible for me to have a bigger dog. But of course, while I was at the shelter, I picked no name at the time, soon to be India, up uh, several times, and she was just so chill. She like melted in my arms. I loved her, but I still hadn't made the decision to take any of the puppies home. It was killing me. I was like, how could I ever just choose one? There were like, oh my goodness, I don't even know how many. At least, At least 25 puppies there, if not more. And so I was going back and forth between several. And I'm like, I'm never going to be able to choose. So it was like my fourth day, maybe my fifth day of visiting the shelter. And I went in having still no idea of which one I was going to take home with me. And I remember I was standing in the room and it was feeding time. And one of the volunteers put the food down. I had been holding no name, soon to be India. And I put her down so she could eat. And she went over and she didn't really eat much. And I remember she came back to me and she looked up and she jumped up, like put her two front legs up. I actually have a picture of it or a video of it. And that was the moment I decided to take her with me because it was as if she was asking me to pick her up as if she was just choosing me in that moment and saying, take me home with you. I literally in that moment looked to the woman and said, okay, I'm taking this dog. I am taking this one home with me. I messaged the person in charge of the adoptions immediately and said, I'm taking this one. She's like, when are you going to come officially to take her home? I said, I can come in. I can come back tomorrow. And that's what happened. I came back to the shelter the next day, picked her up, brought her home. And it's as if I was always supposed to have her. One of the reasons too why I fell in love with her at the shelter was because she is so chill. While all of the other puppies were barking and going bananas, anytime they saw another dog or a commotion would occur in the shelter, India just stayed chill. She didn't bark with the other dogs. She didn't get anxious like the other dogs. When I held her, she melted. Like, I could feel every single muscle in her body relaxed. Like, she was just dead weight in my arms. And I just knew. I just knew she was the one. And how big she was going to get was not even a question. It wasn't even a worry anymore. I kept asking The person at the shelter, though, like, how big do you think she's going to get? How big do you think she's going to get? I was Googling it on YouTube. But in my brain, I was like, you know what? As long as she's not over 50 pounds, which was essentially the size of my old dog, Stoli, I was like, I'm sure I'll be fine. She's going to be fine. Her paws really aren't that big. And then fast forward to today, she is almost exactly 50 pounds. She is 20 kilos, a little over 50 pounds. She was supposed to be mine. And that's the story. (laughs) At the time, I was getting a puppy because I just fucking love dogs. Always have. I just love them. After only having her a couple days, I realized, holy shit, like, This is way more than just having a dog. What she has done for me so completely outweighs what I have done for her. It's just insane. Never could I have imagined how she has helped me. She had literally loved me until I could love myself. Having a puppy meant that I was also capable of taking care of something else. Now, remember, I could barely take care of myself not that long ago, just a few years ago. I couldn't even shower. I couldn't do anything to take care of myself. My head was bald. (laughs) Remember, I lost half of my hair. I couldn't take care of myself. So... Having India and taking care of her, and being responsible for her, taught me so much about myself. And I truly do not think, I actually know that I would not have been able to have a puppy and be successful at having a puppy a few years ago. I got her when I was supposed to get her, when I was actually ready to get her. I didn't know that I was ready, but of course, the opportunity presented itself, and I knew that it was time. And I'm so fucking grateful. So to the person who asked me this question, I thank you so much, because I love talking about my puppy child. (laughs) And that's the story. So officially, that's it. This is all I have to say point blank period I'm going to shut up now stop talking my mouth is dry I need about three and a half more cups of coffee so thank you so much for listening and joining the hope chase today don't forget to follow from whatever podcast platform you are listening from please follow this podcast leave a rating and a review from whatever platform you're listening from in order to help this podcast get noticed by the bigger platforms out there and follow along on social media at the hope chase pod on both the instagrams and the TikToks. <laughs> and also there is a support this podcast option from the website you can if you feel called to do so help support this podcast and donate whatever you see fit whatever you feel called to donate in order to continue the success and the growth of the hope chase podcast also follow along on youtube at the hope chase is the name of the channel i will soon be posting more content onto the youtubes now let me tell you video content is fucking difficult and especially difficult on a fucking chromebook <laughs> I realized this over the past week so once I get it down pat and I am comfortable with all the things I promise you video podcasts and more YouTube content is coming and I think that's it for social media and things so once again thank you so much for listening this is the hope chase podcast I am Angie and welcome to the shit show See you next time.